everyone to This Week in Japan, the show that brings you the most trending news stories and cultural insights from Japan. Today is October 29th and we're coming to you straight from Hiro, Tokyo. I'm your host, Julian Demansky, and joining me as always is my co-host and founder of Japan Insider, Yasuharu Matsuno. Hey guys, welcome back. So before moving on to the main news stories today, um, our friend Chris Broad、mm. from Abroad in Japan channel, he finally tweeted about our latest video project with Actor Ken Watanabe.、Uh, yes, this is very exciting news, right? <laughs>、mm-hmm. I mean, did you see the post he made on social media? Yeah, I saw on Twitter.、Uh, it was quite late in the evening,、mm. um, but obviously, it got many, many likes immediately. Then I went to、yeah. bed, and when I woke up in the morning, it was on like 50,000 likes or something. In, 50 or 60,000、yeah, like, likes、uh, on Instagram. Thousands of retweets. And, and, yeah. yeah, thousands of likes on Twitter and whatnot. So, yeah, that's the project we were talking about a few weeks ago.、Mm. So, I'm basically liaising with Ken Watanabe's office to arrange all the interviews and the, the filming in general.、Mm. And usually, you're one of two cameramen. Yes. So, I've been half of the, the camera crew,、mm. which has been, yeah, kind of a surreal experience. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, even Chris, like, he often says that he still can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. And neither can we. Yeah. I mean, a lot, I know a lot of his fans. You know, because I'm, I'm one of the people that's been watching his channel for a long time.、Mm-hmm. It's been like a running, almost like, almost like a running joke, like how much he wants to meet Ken Watanabe. Yeah, I、so、saw to, that. So to kind of be like involved in that, that、uh-huh. situation is pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, as a cameraman, like, what does it feel like to film Ken Watanabe, you know, Hollywood actor and Chris Broad? <laughs> I mean, he's certainly one of the biggest YouTubers,、uh, especially as a foreigner in Japan, right? Well, I mean, yeah, I've been a fan of Chris before I actually met him in person,、mm. you know. For, You know, several years ago, but it's weird because, like, when we met Ken, he just seemed so down to earth. You know,、yes. he just came in the cafe and he was、mm. like super, like, just like a nice guy.、Mm. And, you know, he just looked so busy kind of doing like normal stuff.、Mm-hmm. You know, he was checking、mm-hmm. the,、uh, the staff in the cafe and the, the menu and all that、mm-hmm. kind of stuff.、Mm-hmm. But it's more like, you know, when I pick up the camera and I look like through the viewfinder,、mm. and then on the frame <laughs> is like Ken Wasanabe.、Oh, yeah. Then I'm like, whoa, this is like crazy. I've seen this guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, many yeah. times, right? It, look, it looks more like a movie when you look through the camera, right?、Mm-hmm. And、so. yeah, we don't want to spoil too much, but we just didn't film inside the cafe. But、uh, Ken and Chris also、uh, walked along the bay of、uh, the Kesenuma city.、Mm-hmm. And. The thing is that we spent two days、uh, filming earlier this month in、mm. October, but we're actually going back to、uh, Kisenuma again next weekend、mm. and film for two, three days.、Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a big video. <laughs> it's going to be, I mean, the, the amount of footage that exists already is kind of, kind of crazy. Yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll just stop it there. And I'm pretty sure many of our listeners are already subscribed to his channel、mm-hmm. anyway. But、uh, we'll update you guys on the release date once it's finalized. I believe it must be sometime in December. Yeah, yeah. I think he said he wants to get out by the end of the year. By the end of the year. Yeah. So,、uh, yeah. I can't wait to see it. Before Christmas, I guess. So there's another thing. And I want to talk about our Facebook page. And I just checked this morning, and we have. 
whopping 76 people subscribed. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. I, th- I thought it was like below 50. <laughs> right. But I mean, we have more than a thousand people downloading our show every single week. Sure. Yeah. So come on, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we need your support. So yeah, we share the episode of week on Facebook now. So um, yeah, if you do have any comments, questions, or you want to just like talk about the stories that we discuss, then uh, yeah, we'll see you over there. Mm-hmm. And we have one listener who have kindly left a review on the page. Oh, nice. And he gave us five stars. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Thank you to Mr. Mike Kinch. Yeah. And we want more reviews like that because I tell you why. We have our Japan Go YouTube channel and we have close to 30,000 subscribers by mm. now. And our channel as a whole has got uh, close to 5 million views. Right, yeah, yeah. And YouTube is always a bit unpredictable because of the algorithm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but when you make a great content uh, that's in high demand, mm. it can go viral automatically, almost. Mm. But on the other hand, for podcasts, uh, there's no auto-recommend functionality. Mm. Um, you know, not on Apple, Spotify, or most of the major platforms. So most people find our show through words of mouth, basically. Right, yeah, yeah. And um, I, yeah, I would say words of mouth is great. Yeah, which can be the most reliable source of information. But at the same time, it's a slow process. So we want more people to discover This Week in Japan through social media. And probably Facebook is the best for our purpose. Mm -hmm. You can easily share the page with your friends Mm -hmm. and leave comments and interact with other people. Any support you guys can show us, then Mm -hmm. it would be greatly appreciated. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we'll be happy to come back every week and give you some great content. (laughs) Mm. I mean, you don't need to say like, oh, this is like the best show ever. (laughs) But yeah. No, you do. You do. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you can just leave some some casual comments, you know, whatever you think about the show. Yeah. So you can access to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash This Week in Japan. Cool. Yes. So uh, what is your news story for the week? So yeah, I know we've discussed this many times already. Mm. Yeah, and even a few episodes ago, we talked about the marriage of uh, Princess Mako. Mm-hmm. And it finally happened on October 26th. And she is officially uh, Miss Mako Komuro. Yeah. Yeah, and I just want to say uh, congratulations to their wedding. So they had the press conference on the you know day of their marriage on mm-hmm. 26th. And it was my first time seeing them speak on the camera. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because first of all, Komuro-san has been away from Japan for the last almost three years. Mm. He's been studying in New York. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. And for any loyal family member to talk on the camera is quite rare. Mm. So yeah, um, it was my first time seeing both of them speak. Mm. And Mako-sama, she seemed a bit nervous to talk on the camera, mm-hmm. probably because of all the negative press um, that's been made. But uh, for Komuro-san, I must say I was rather impressed by right, how comfortable he appeared on the camera mm. and he seemed quite confident and yeah, positive. Yeah. I was also a bit surprised at what she said at the press conference mm. and right after she thanked all the people who have supported her she said I'm aware that there are various opinions about our marriage and I'm very sorry to those who have experienced any inconvenience because of the marriage. Mm. Yeah, but I feel sorry that she had to apologize for getting married to someone you really love. Yeah, I mean, there's been kind of a stupid amount of negative 
tension towards the whole marriage. I know, I, I know, I know uh, mm. Komodo-san's uh, mother was involved with some kind of like debt or something like that, but it's right. not really something that he should be burdened with. And I did see, uh, I forgot the location, but there was like a protest somewhere on uh, on the 26th, on mm. the day of the wedding. And all these like, you know, like middle-aged, like, like older people walking through the streets with signs saying like, you know, just like, oh, don't marry her or like, you're not worthy or something like that. And it's, mm. I don't know, it's just kind of sad. Yeah, I agree. And that's exactly the point I was about to make. Mm. Why would you be responsible for your parents, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if it was the other way around, and especially if your kids are underage, guess you're both legally and morally responsible for kids. Mm. But for kids to be responsible for your, you know, mom's debt, mm. it seems irrelevant. There's a, I don't think there's a single situation when that's the case, mm. Un- unless the reason she's in debt is because of the kid. I mean, doing something bad, right? As a matter of fact, most of the negative press around Komoro-san or against Komoro-san mm. is actually about his mom, mm. right? Yeah, and yeah. I'm, I'm not sure, you know, if some of the stories against his mom is true or not. Mm. You know, I'm not in a position to judge, but yeah, it just it's just not fair, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Um, mm. But, you know, at least now it's all finalized, right? So it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what happens now. You know, Mako Sama was allowed, was able to leave the family, you know, kind of, I don't know how, what you call it, descend to like mm, the level mm-hmm. of a, legally as a commoner, commoner or whatever. Yeah. And uh, Komoro-san, you know, he, he didn't change, but, you know, he's, he's able to marry the woman he loves and vice versa. And I feel like they've made the cleanest break possible because mm. there was also like, the, there's like a set amount of money that, um, people, yes, people yes. are entitled to right uh-huh, when you uh-huh. leave the royal family. Mm-hmm. Um, but Makasama declined it. Yes. But I, I believe she declined it because she thought that if they took the money, mm. they would always have it hanging over them. People would always judge them for it. Mm. They're like, I mean, they probably blame. They would probably try and blame Komodo-san for it. Saying mm-hmm. like, yeah, he just wanted to marry the princess so he could get like a big payout. Mm. But if they get married without the money, then there's there's no like ulterior motive, right? Right. You know, it's. Uh, yeah, I, I see your point and I agree. But what's a bit unfortunate is that they've got married three days ago mm. on 26th. And I think yesterday or the day before, I saw many media companies still chasing him around. Right. And what's, what was funny is that he went to a driving school mm. um, and to get the international license because oh, okay. uh, they'll be driving in New York. Mm-hmm. I mean, they'll be moving to New York pretty mm. soon. So that was a big news, even though they should be private people now. Yeah, yeah. And just this morning, I saw another news report saying that uh, Komoro-san has got the result for his, what do you call, bar exam in New York? Oh, yeah, to become a lawyer, right? Mm-hmm. Mm. So I wasn't sure how exactly it works, but he should have got the email from what's so-called New York State Board of Law Examiners by this morning in Japan time. Mm, okay. And then I, I guess in 24 hours, all the people who have passed the exam will be listed on their official website. Ah, uh, okay. So all the media companies are quite anxious to find out the result. Right. Yeah, whether okay. Komoro-san has passed the exam or not. And if he, in case if he failed, then it's kind of scary to think about like how much criticism or backlash yeah. he's going to I mean, he, I, don't, I don't know him, obviously, but he seems like a smart guy. Mm-hmm. So you know, I really hope he passes. But mm-hmm. the, the main reason I hope he passes is because like you kind of imply, we know what will happen if he fails. Mm-hmm. They'll just be 
they'll come in like vultures and be like, oh, he's not worthy. He sucks, you know. That's going to be a nightmare for them. Yeah, yeah. It's really unfair, yeah. Yeah, you know, it will basically mean that he will not be able to work as a lawyer Mm -hmm. in New York. And so I can already imagine that, yeah, all those media companies start saying like, oh, Princess Mako, uh, so unfortunate getting married Mm -hmm. to a jobless commoner or uh, something like that. Yeah, I can completely imagine. Mm -hmm. Um, I do actually, I've got a question for you and I don't know if you know the answer to this, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, as we've referred to them both, um, so up to this point in the episode, we've said, Kumuro-san mm. and Mako-sama. Mm-hmm. But now, uh, for those that you don't know, Sama is the uh, kind of the suffix for, uh, it's a very like honorific title, right? And you yeah. usually give it to, not even especially people in the royal family, but, mm-hmm. you know, people that are very, very high above you. And also if you're in the customer service business, you always put Sama after their surnames oh, for, for your yeah. clients or customers. Because their customers are always gods in mm-hmm. uh, Japan, right? <laughs> not always, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah, sometimes I would say. So it's, you know, it's, it's extremely polite. Um, but now Mako Sama is technically a commoner, right? So I, mm. I wonder just in, in terms of like the way that the Japanese people think, mm. they might be sad that, She's left the royal family, mm-hmm. but people will keep referring to her as Michael Sama, right? Or- no, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. So all the news outlets, right? They change the suffix the day she gets, I mean, she got married. Ah, interesting. See, this is what I wanted to know. So yeah. until the moment she got married, she uh, they're all referring to her as Mako Sama. Mm. But the moment after that, it's changed to Mako San. Ah, interesting. Mm. Yeah. Because what I wanted to know was like, if I said Mako-san, mm-hmm. would I be being disrespectful? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Everything I say is disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, actually you're right. Uh, that's an interesting point. Mm, yeah, that's okay. a that's a subtle difference, but it makes a big difference to Japanese people. Sure, sure. Yeah. I mean, like yourself, you're, st- you're still saying Mako-sama, right? But it's, uh, I'm Yasama. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Call yourself Yasama. <laughs> Only me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, I don't know, I, I, you can call anyone Sama, right? It doesn't mean that they're royalty. Oh, it wouldn't offend anyone. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But sometimes, I mean, if you're calling your friend Sama, it's then, way over the top. Right? Oh, yeah. That's like probably only when your friends are making rather fun of you. Yeah, yeah. Julian Sama. You can call me Milord. Milord. Julie, Julie Milord. <laughs> <laughs> That's so British. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So overall, I was quite impressed by their strong determination to get married because mm. of all the negativity, backlash from the public. And who knows, 10 years later, Hollywood could be making a movie about their their love. Possibly, yeah. I mean, it's- all the all the struggle they have gone through, and I I, I would title it "Last Princess" <laughs> <laughs> or "Rasto Princess." Rasto Princess. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just uh, wish them a happy marriage. And it may be almost impossible for all those media to suddenly stop reporting about them. Mm. But yeah, over time. I hope there'll be uh, less news reports about them. Yeah, I think, you know, once they've been in America for a few years, you know, they'll, they'll die down. And I'm sure most people in America won't really know, hmm. unless they know beforehand or they have some connection to Japan. They would yeah. have no idea who, who they are, right? Hmm. Yeah, so all the best. And uh, here's to happy life in America. Okay, so what's your story for the week, Julian Sama? Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> My story is a little less royal, um, a bit more common, down to earth. Hmm. Uh, I like that. It's regarding the uh, the closure of the Yamanote line last oh, yeah. weekend. 
uh, yeah. which was a pretty big event for most Tokyoites, you know. Mm, um, for the Shibuya station, I believe. Yeah, so it's actually a stretch of the track. Mm. Um, yeah, so the line was originally opened in uh, 1885. Oh, so wow, that old. It must be like the, the day of steam trains still, right? <laughs> yeah, it must be. Um, so, yeah, 136 years ago. Um, mm. And apparently in all that time, it's been one of the longest closures for the track mm. in total. It's, it's unheard of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of, if not the busiest line mm. in Tokyo. It's the, the main circular line. Mm. I'm sure anyone that's listening that's been to Tokyo, you've been on Yamanote. Mm. It's the green line. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's got 30 stations and it runs for 34.5 kilometers. So it's a, mm. kind of a, a loop track, but it hits all mm-hmm. the main places. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shibuya, Shijuku, Ikebukuro, mm-hmm. Shinagawa Station, all mm. those kind of places, right? Just for a reference, but do you know that living inside the loop of Yamanote line is a thing? Uh, well, I guess technically you can. I don't think it's got a name, do you mean? It's kind of like a... Oh, yeah. So for residents in Tokyo, right. living inside a circle of Yamanote line is a status. Oh, okay. <laughs> and living outside the loop yeah. is... I, I won't call those areas like suburbs, mm. but yeah, living inside the loop uh, means that you're a true city person. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the land price, as a matter of fact, is more expensive than other areas oh. of Tokyo. Is there a, like a name for those people? It's like a slang word. I don't think there's one short phrase for it. Mm. But yeah, if you say Yamanote sen no Uchigawa, Uchigawa, Uchigawa okay. means inside. inside yeah, yeah. Then, um, yeah, I'm just checking this article, but allegedly it's only less than 3% of the entire land of area of Tokyo. Mm. The... The loop area? Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, the central area is, I mean, it's not small, but in comparison to the size of, like, you know, it's just the city just spreads forever. Right? Exactly, yeah. Oh, interesting, yeah. Mm, so it's something some people brag about. Oh, I see, I see, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but my point is that's how vital of the structure Yamamoto Line is to many residents in Tokyo. Yeah, yeah. Because even if you don't live within the loop, many people come inside the loop to work during yeah, the daytime, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, actually, I came on the Yamamoto in today. Mm. Yeah, I came through, but I'll talk about it in a minute. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, the Yamanote Sen, it's a, kind of a, a vital part of the, the transportation system mm, in Tokyo. Mm. It connects to basically every other line as well, right? Yeah. At some point, all the other lines run through it. So, as you can imagine, for most circular lines, you know, in different cities across the world, the Yamanote is no different. It has like an inner and an outer line, mm. right? So, the inner circle on the Yamanote Sen uh, is counterclockwise. Mm. Um, so, from Ikebukuro um, to Osaki, hmm. it's basically like a straight shot south, hmm. uh, but it's still going like counterclockwise. Yeah. That was the stretch of the track that was closed. Hmm. Uh, in the middle of that stretch, or bang in the middle of that is Shibuya Station. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but it, it, it counted for about eight stations in total. Hmm. Um, but the, the outer line basically uh, was operating as normal. No stations were closed, but the services were reduced to about 60%. Oh. Just to kind of reduce traffic. But basically what happened was that, uh, the last train leaving... At like 12.31 Friday night. Hmm. Uh, that was the last train to leave Ikebukuro Station. Uh, and then the station closed down and it didn't reopen until 4.34 a.m. for the first train on Monday morning. Hmm. So basically there was a 52-hour window hmm. where 3,300 engineers and technicians piled into this, onto the line. Yeah. And one of the main things that we were trying to do is to, um, they have this like seven or eight-year plan to kind of merge all the lines into one platform. Hmm. So what they were doing this time was they actually moved the track Hmm. about five meters backwards, Hmm, hmm, and then hmm, they hmm. extended the platform out Mm -hmm. to make Mm -hmm. it 
just basically meet the, the track again. Yeah, I saw the picture mm. and also a clip that uh, JR East has posted on their Twitter account. Mm. Yeah, and that, that clip uh, is only 15 seconds, but that kind of shows the summary of the uh, construction work this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are really amazed, including myself, how efficient the work has been done. I mean, yeah, the the, the planning that must have taken is incredible. Mm. I mean, like I say, it was 52 hours to mm. literally move a train track mm. and build a new platform. So we'll get back to the workers in a minute, but just... Like I said earlier, I, I came through the station this morning, right? And mm. it's the first time I've seen it. So I came down the escalator and usually the platform, you'd come down the escalator, turn left, and the edge of the platform was just like right there. Exactly. It's kind of dangerous, right? Yeah, yeah. Because um, that's exactly the train I used to take mm. every 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 single day when I was in middle school. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I always thought the platform is too narrow mm-hmm. for how many people they, they have. Yeah, yeah. So this was at Shibuya, just for reference. But um, yeah, it's now like three meters further away from where it used to be. Mm. Apparently at points, it's up to five meters, but it depends on the, the location and the station, obviously. Um, but they've managed to shift it up to five meters at points. Right. But yeah, in Shibuya, it's so much wider now. It's, yeah, it's really, that's, really, that's great. It feels much safer, you know, mm-hmm. walking around. <laughs> right. But yeah, um, the whole track, this is probably the most incredible thing is like, it was all moved by hand. Mm. So there was almost no heavy machinery. Exactly. Used. Yeah. And I saw loads of videos on Twitter of like guys, like they have these like massive iron bars mm. like under the track, and then they're mm. all like in sync, like, and then they're all like pushing the pushing the track and basically just sliding it across the floor. Yeah, it's like massive like iron like steel like track. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I, yeah, I, yeah I, I felt the same way. I saw some clips, and as you mentioned, most of the works this time have been done manually, mm. right, without the use of a lot of machine. Yeah, yeah. It's just, cr- I think, I mean, maybe they just use machines to maybe like move like the earth if they had to like dig mm-hmm. or maybe like flatten out some land or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. But I guess because, I mean, mainly because they're probably against the clock, right? They have to get it done quite quickly. But mm. teams of men can like go in, maybe move it a few meters and then they'll swap, mm. you know, swap teams and like get, let, let the other guys rest mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. just push it back. But you imagine trying to slide a, a steel train track that even just the length of the platform mm. must be about 200, 300 meters long, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sliding that five meters across the floor. Yeah. And, and they're attached to like concrete blocks as well, right? The, mm. the ones that go between. It's just, uh, it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's very, very impressive though. Um, yeah. They deserve a bonus. I, I would say so. Yeah. And uh, yeah, at least one day off after that. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. So it was just really impressive to see. And uh, actually I did go through the station on Sunday. Um, I oh, already? Yeah, I don't ride the line very often, but I went to Meguro hmm. and uh, I'd forgotten or I just wasn't aware that it was closed. <laughs> so I got to Shibuya hmm. and uh, I, was, I was able to actually take the Saikyo line because hmm. that actually shares the same part of the track Oh, going south. And they, I had to go down to Osaki where hmm. the, the works kind of ended and started and then back up to Meguro. So it wasn't, a, it wasn't much of a diversion, mm-hmm. but yeah, I was able to see firsthand, you know, the guys working and it was just like, it looked like there was like a festival, but like down on the tracks. There were just like <laughs> so many people. You said how many people? Uh, it was 3,300. Oh, wow. Like, like uh, worker staff, engineers, whatever you want to call them. All of them on the, on the ground. Yeah. I, I spread across, you know, the, the length of the track, maybe eight, eight or nine stations, but still that meant there was about 400 people at each station. So 
Oh, okay. Each station. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I, because I saw the the number somewhere, like uh, hundreds of workers mm, in Shibuya. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. When you think about it, it's all eight stations, right? Yeah, I think it was total three thousand three hundred. Um, but even I mean, you're obviously it's it's weird to see one person on the track, right? And you might usually be worried, right? <laughs> but sometimes you know you'll be on the train and you'll see like a few engineers on the track, right, with the the, yeah, the yeah. yellow jackets and stuff. But to see like 400 of them mm. and you can't even see the track because there's so many people wow. down there. It's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds crazy. Yeah. And uh, kind of related to this new story, I just found an article from Nikkei this morning mm. uh, saying that JRE is going to record about 1.5 billion US dollars uh, this fiscal year. Wow. Okay. Versus uh, almost... Considering the exchange rate, it's about 5.2 billion US dollars right. uh, from last fiscal year. Oh, wow. So it's better this year. Mm. But several months ago, uh, JREs has reported that they are ex- expecting to make some profit this year. But unfortunately, previously, JREs was expecting that almost 80% of their customers would come back after October mm. because the COVID situation sure, sure, you yeah. know, would improve. But then the government had to you know, keep extending the state of emergency. Mm-hmm. So based on the report, uh, the revenue JREs has recorded is only 54% compared to the year uh, 2019, so mm. two fiscal years ago. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's a big, big loss, isn't it? Mm. And I wonder. I wonder. Maybe it's not such a big percentage, but obviously without tourists as well mm. riding a lot of those trains, yeah, it's probably a big, big. Cut. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Not just foreign tourists, but also less local Japanese people are sure, coming yeah. to Tokyo. So th- that's kind of the uh, the surprising thing is like even without tourists, and uh, you know after about a week ago when all of the uh, restrictions have been lifted right mm. now, so the train lines are starting to get busy again, mm. and just with like Japanese people, they get so busy. So mm. when you add in like forty million tourists a year mm-hmm. to that mix, they just get like crazy. So I, exactly. I, I, I can yeah. understand the. The planning behind this, like, you know, the platform expansions. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Mm. Yeah. I think if they were to do it in the regular year, it could have been worse, you know? Yeah, yeah. A lot more people could could have been affected. Uh, absolutely, yeah. Mm. And I think it's it's almost one of those things that's, like, kind of famous about Japan is, like, images of, like, the trains and the staff, like, pushing people. Ah, yeah. Like, cramming them in. <laughs> I mean, trains in Tokyo in general these days... It's a lot easier to find your seats, right? Oh, much easier, yeah. It used to be impossible, <laughs> but I have kind of a mixed feeling. Mm. I wish, you know, if trains were uh, this empty all the time. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. But probably after the, once the COVID is over, maybe we'll go back to square one and, and experience over 200% capacity. Yeah, I'm, I'm not looking, <laughs> I'm I'm not not looking ready for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think in a, in, a, in a slightly selfish way, I want it to stay like this forever. But mm-hmm. In a way, right? <laughs> but, it, you know, mm. we'll have to return to normal at some point. I mean, I definitely want more uh, foreign tourists to mm. come back. And yeah, it, it, it'll be it'll be exciting to see all those people in the restaurants and mm. the city. But for trains, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hope they can do something about it. But yeah, yeah. So for all you guys at home that uh, haven't been to Japan for a while, uh, you, you might find it exciting next time you pop into your local JR station mm. and uh, see these expansive, sprawling new platforms. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that wraps it up for all the news this week. Let's move on to our final segment of the show: Word of the Week. 
Okay, so as always, I'm going to introduce you an interesting Japanese word.、Mm. And this is not a Japanese English word as usual, but it's something related to the news story that we discussed just now. Oh,、uh, train stations?、Mm-hmm. Okay. So the word of the week is Toritetsu. Toritetsu.、Mm. Tori. I think I know what this means. Te-、mm. I mean, te- Tetsu is like iron, right? But,、mm-hmm. um, what's the word? I forgot the. Chikatetsu. Chikatetsu is like, one thing. Like underground, right? So under, but Tetsu refers to like the, the track.、Mm. And then Tori is like take like a photo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. <laughs> tori, tori Tetsu. It's just、mm. like take a picture of a train.、Mm. Right. Okay. That's the literal meaning. But、oh. do you know what it's referring to?、Uh, You're very close. <laughs> I mean, just pe- people that take. Yes. Oh, okay. It's, it's just like a noun for people that. Take photos of trains. Yeah, but it's a bit different than people like us. Right. Not like super interested in trains, casually taking pictures. Yeah, yeah. But these、uh, Toritetsu people are train fanatics, so、oh, to say. Oh, I see, I see. So you see, like,、um, I- I'm sure you've seen like some kids, like, really, m- maybe I shouldn't call them kids because there are some like middle aged、mm-hmm. men as well, but mostly male. Yeah, right. Yeah. Almost, I've never seen a female do that. Never. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> But、uh, for example, if you remember,、uh, there was a short clip on Twitter that went viral like, quite recently. And there's some like Toritetsu kids like, trying to take a picture of a local like, train. And there's some foreigner. I believe he's a restaurant owner in. Uh, Tokyo, right? Yeah, he,、uh, I think he,、uh, we found his restaurant. He owns like a Mexican place or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And、uh, yeah, he like waves at the camera yeah, and、like, uh, <laughs> ruins the shot. Yeah, riding on the bicycle and just ruined the shot.、Right? Yeah, so funny. Yeah, yeah I, I can totally appreciate his、uh, courage. And the, I mean, timing was perfect. Comedic、right? timing was very、yeah. comedic. I'm pretty sure he did that on purpose. It was so funny. <laughs> yeah. But as you can imagine, not everyone has a good impression of these people.、Mm. I think today it has a slightly negative connotation to、mm. it. I think it was just a couple of months ago, there was even a congressman, incumbent congressman,、right. who got arrested、uh, for entering the railway. Oh, I saw that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with some group of、uh, Toritetsu kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even though he's a, he's a congressman, yeah, yeah.、Uh, you're not allowed to enter the railway, obviously, because it's, it's dangerous. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, it's prohibited by law. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, and some people、uh, were quite like, sympathetic to him. Uh, because, you know, it's, it's a crime, but like it's not. Very minor, right? Yeah, <laughs> my, I would say it's, it's minor. Yeah. But、uh, that's not the worst case.、Mm. But there are some cases of these、uh, Toritetsu people causing some disturbance to other customers in the same station. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, as we've just been talking about, like how busy some of these places could be.、Mm. Um, but they, they can be quite, I want to say, like spatially unaware.、Mm-hmm, you know, sometimes、mm-hmm. like they, they're just fixated on. Getting the good shot.、Right? Yeah. So they don't care the where they're standing、shot. or like blocking something、mm-hmm. or like just kind of being a nuisance in general, really. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, that's not to say, you know, all people who do this are、uh, negative, right? It's,、mm-hmm. it's, it's not a negative thing. And、uh, what do we call that in English? I guess we say like train watching or train spotting,、mm. maybe.、Um, But Toritetsu is way beyond that. Yeah. Way beyond just watching. Well, I mean, I don't know about in, in America,、casually. but in England, if、mm. someone's a train spotter, they're not cool. That's not, not, not a cool hobby. <laughs> yeah, I guess I know what you mean. 
<laughs> but what's funny is that there is no tori hikoki,、mm. which means plane. Yeah. Or tori kuruma, you know. Oh,、uh, okay. Uh, you know, for cars. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, this is a specific words for trains only. Yeah, I do feel like, yeah, boys in Japan are really obsessed with trains.、Mm. I mean, Japanese trains are pretty cool, in all fairness.、Mm. But yeah, it seems to be like a, it's quite a profitable business here, right? Selling like train, like toys and stuff to kids and stuff. Cause yeah. A lot of boys really like it.、Mm-hmm. I, I used to love them too. Yeah. Like, yeah train yeah. toys. <laughs> even though I, I was never a Toritetsu. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, even,、um, you know, going back to our Yamanote story,、um, I saw a lot of these people in the, in the station, right? They were on the opposite platform.、Mm. So they just come basically onto the platform to take pictures of the works going on. Because、mm-hmm. even,、mm-hmm. even if it's not trains,、mm. They just want to like see like, whoa, this is the when the track. Just, <laughs> exactly. So it's like it's like next level, <laughs> yeah, like obsession.、Uh-huh. And there were, there were hundreds of them. Yeah, yeah, like、oh, wow. throughout the day. Yeah. Wow. So you've actually encountered a flock of toritetsu. Yeah, yeah, a flock or a herd or herd. A, yeah, I don't know what you get. Yeah. Have you taken a picture of them? No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm more respectful than, than that. Oh, okay. So maybe you missed the opportunity to become a Tori Tori Tetsu. <laughs> tori Tori Tetsu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe next time. <laughs> okay. Okay, guys. So that's it for this week in Japan. Whichever podcast platform you're listening to us on, make sure you're subscribed for a brand new episode every single week. So, as I mentioned earlier, there's our Facebook page for This Week in Japan. So, if you have any questions, comments, or requests to us, you're 100% welcomed. You can find it at facebook.com slash This Week in Japan. Okay, guys, so stay healthy, stay safe, and、uh, yeah, head over to the page and let us know what do you call Tori Tetsu in your country. <laughs> and we'll be <laughs> back next week for the very next episode of This Week in Japan. Thank、you